Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of your day you're in, as always. Thank you for giving me a little bit of your time each day. And I hope that y'all are getting a little something out of it. And for those of y'all that continue to share the podcast and help it to grow, thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate that you're willing to continue to do that and share it with other people. So we're going to take one of our little walks. And about all there is to say right now, folks, is it is hot. It's just plain hot. And (laughs) everything is already growing wise, starting to struggle a little bit. I'm afraid it's only going to get worse. So... Not to mention anything about electricity or gasoline. But we're going to focus on something else today uh, that I think is at least equally, if not more important. So today we're going to talk a little bit about Eisenhower. Don't know much about him. He was the 34th president of the United States, supreme commander of Allied forces during World War II. And so we're just going to, that's, I mean, there's a lot more about the man, but we're going to read through just a few quotes today and kind of get an idea of just a little bit of an idea about this man that led us militarily through World War II, which you could argue was one of the greatest wars that we've been involved in. And I don't mean that as a good thing. I just mean one of the largest, most dangerous, uh, although not as as much so as our two civil wars, the Revolutionary War and then the internal civil war in America, but still, big deal. So on the night of July 10th, 1943, Eisenhower watched an armada of 3,000 naval ships that he had ordered to battle, sailing from Malta to the shores of Sicily. And so they're in Italy. This is going in, trying to get into Europe uh, via Italy. Saluted his men and then bowed his head in prayer. And to the officer next to him, he commented, said this, There comes a time when you've used your brains, your training, your technical skill, and the die is cast and the events are in the hands of God. And there you have to leave them. Had a couple conversations and a quote that I saw in the last two days talked about the hardest part or the greatest test of faith is waiting on God, is patience. And I know in my life, <laughs> I've seen this in spades, folks. Every time I have chosen to rush into something because I felt like a window or a door was closing, and I haven't taken the time to talk to God, or even worse, I've taken the time to talk to him, and I get that little nudge in the back of my head about what he really wants me to do, and I just go ahead and ignore it and go on with what I want to do. Every single time it turns out poorly, because what am I, and we're doing this as a nation today, right? We've we've rejected God, and we've said, we're going to do it our way. 
because that's basically what you're telling him. I don't, I don't want to wait on you. I don't think you have it figured out. Yeah, I get that you made the universe. Yeah, I get that you're the basis for this country and why we've been so successful, but we've got it from here. We'll take it. And that's the exact opposite of what Eisenhower is saying here in this moment with all these men, all these lives on the line, you know, critical point in this war. They could have gone very poorly. And he's saying, you know, that, that there, there comes a point when you just kind of have to turn everything over to God and, and let him have it. On June 14th, 1954, also, this today, I'm sure you can find these other places, but I'm pulling these quotes out of America's God and Country Encyclopedia of quotations. Recommend it probably almost every episode, along with the Patriots and Founders Bible. Huge resource. Something that I would recommend for every household in the country and something that absolutely ought to be a staple. The first three things in every classroom, every single classroom in the country. June 14th, 1954, President Eisenhower supported and signed into law the Congressional Act Joint Resolution 243, which added the phrase under God to the Pledge of Allegiance. He said, in this way, we are reaffirming the transcendence of religious faith in America's heritage and future. In this way, we shall constantly strengthen those spiritual weapons, which forever will be our country's most powerful resource in peace and war. I've read the last line of that quote a number of times. I didn't know it was associated for a long time. I didn't know it was associated with his comments about adding under God to the Pledge of Allegiance. But for a military man, a one of our greatest military leaders to make the comment in that last line that our, our spiritual, right, those weapons are more power or our most powerful resource in peace and in war. What does that translate to, at least in my mind, folks? Prayer, looking to God, strengthening your faith, reading your Bible each day. The point is, and this is this is a time when reading the Pledge of Allegiance would have been almost universal in every school across the country. We're trying to reinforce those principles that have made our country great, uh, you know, both both in the school and, and really hopefully even more so at home. But in the New Testament, Jesus Christ tells us to pray for our enemies. And as a as a younger boy and then man, I always really struggled with that. I didn't like that idea. <laughs> They're my enemies. I don't like them very much. They've kind of irritated me. As I've gotten older, though, and, and maybe this is a little bit twisted way to think about it, folks, but maybe it'll help y'all some too. If we really want to, if you can phrase it however you want, to get back at our enemies or to change their attitudes or their hearts or their minds, what's the single most, the best thing that we can do is to turn them over to God, to turn his attention onto them. And and when you look at it from that point of view, these spiritual weapons like Eisenhower is talking about, anytime, whether it's at a national or a personal level, in this case he's talking about a national level, 
And here goes Wifey and some of our children's off to the dentist. Don't relish that personally, but so these weapons that Eisenhower was talking about, when we turn God onto our enemies, focus his attention on them, that's greater than than any other resource that we have in this nation. And we've seen this time and time again. We've talked about it a number of times. I don't think I'm going to get to it today, but Eisenhower has a couple lines like this, I believe. Lincoln, Washington, Adams, so many. Reagan talked about it. Truman, uh, FDR. What did they always talk about? Acknowledging God. You know, the, the, that resource, God is the greatest resource this nation has in peace and in war. When things are going good to remember him by and when things are going poorly like they are now and getting ready to go even more poorly, folks, if you don't realize it, it's, it, it is. We have more pain coming than we're in right now. We have not seen the top of gas prices. Uh, we have not seen the problems with electricity begin, the food shortages. Uh, and, and I don't mean this to be melodramatic. It's just if you pay attention at all to what's going on around us, we've got some major issues. And that's not even counting external issues like Ukraine and Russia and Iran and China. Uh, we have a ton of internal issues. So, pretty important quote. And then he stood on the steps of the Capitol building. This just kind of goes flies in the face of the whole separation of church and state, which, interestingly enough, had just been passed seven years before the president, President Eisenhower, stood on the steps of the Capitol building and recited the Pledge of Allegiance for the first time with this phrase. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the people for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. We'll have to go back because uh, the, the story on the Pledge of Allegiance is pretty interesting. I'll give you a, just a little paragraph here from America's God and Country. The Pledge of Allegiance was first written in, in 1892 by a Baptist minister from Boston named Francis Bellamy, who was ordained in the Baptist Church of Little Falls, New York. He was a member of the staff of the Youth's Companion, which first published the pledge on September 8, 1892. At the dedication of the 1892 Chicago's World's Fair on October 21, 1892, public school ch children first recited the Pledge of Allegiance. During the national school celebration on the 400th anniversary of Columbus's discovery of America, the words under God were taken from Abraham Lincoln's famous Gettysburg Address, quote, that this nation under God shall have a new birth, end quote. So, I mean, again, Eisenhower's pulling from Lincoln, the Civil War, Gettysburg Address. It all goes back to God, folks, every single time. In 1954, President Dwight Eisenhower said, The purpose of a devout and united people was set forth in the pages of the Bible. One, to live in freedom. Two, to work in a prosperous land. And three, to obey the commandments of God. This biblical story of the promised land inspired the founders of America, continues to inspire us, one would hope. 
In his inaugural address, and this is from 57, Eisenhower exclaimed, before all else we seek upon our common labor as a nation, the blessings of Almighty God, and the hopes in our hearts fashion the deepest prayers of our whole people. Again, Eisenhower stated, the spirit of man is more important than mere physical strength and the spiritual fiber of a nation than its wealth. And then the last one, folks, the Bible is endorsed by the ages. Our civilization is built upon its words. In no other book is there such a collection of inspired wisdom, reality, and hope. So again and again in these last few quotes, sir, again, he goes back to the spiritual strength is more important than the wealth of a nation or the physical strength of a man. Uh, we seek the blessings of Almighty God, the prayers of our people, and then the foundations of our country, the, the ones that in, the, the commands or the, the principles that inspired our founders, all of this, America was built upon it, that line, our civilization, right? America, our republic is built upon the words of the Bible. Obviously, we harp on this each podcast. It's what the podcast is built around. And sometimes it seems like beating a dead horse, folks. But if we really knew what we were doing, we wouldn't need to do this. We wouldn't need to talk about it every day, uh, at least not in this fashion. We still need to. That's part of the problem is we have gotten away from God and Jesus Christ being the centers of our families and our communities, our schools and our nation, our states. Uh, we don't talk about it each day. In fact, we rarely talk about it anymore. We we don't know our history and our heritage. We don't know these quotes like Eisenhower's just now. That time and time and time again, our great leaders, our founders, acknowledge that the basis for our society was God and the Bible. God the Father of Jesus Christ. Not Islam, not Buddhism, not uh, Hinduism, not atheism, Mother Nature, whatever else you want to throw in there. It was God, the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. That's that's the foundation of our country. And we we not only, folks, we have to, you know, if you, if you find people that you think are interested in this podcast, share it with them just to spread this knowledge so that more and more people know when you hear the media or when you hear the left or when you hear anybody saying, Oh, well, the separation of church and state. We're not a Christian nation. No, we, we absolutely were founded that way. And to understand both sides of this coin, one, religious freedom. Our founders wanted men to be able to worship God in the way that they saw fit or to not worship God. But the other side of that coin was they knew that we would never hold on to this republic. And we are losing it today if we didn't acknowledge God. If we didn't turn to him first, if we didn't acknowledge like Eisenhower did here in this last quote, that our civilization was founded upon the principles laid out in the Bible, the teachings of Christ. And so, you know, the first thing is to spread that knowledge. And then and then the second thing is actually to start to turn back to God in our personal lives and then in our public lives. And I still maintain I'm afraid that we've gone too far down this path and that we have a fight coming. But you never know with God. All things are possible with him. 
everything and we can turn this around, but we're going to have to start to make some hard decisions. And, and it's going to include things like demanding that we have God and Jesus Christ back at the center of public education. And, and public education is, is so much more important in this aspect than when the reason I don't talk about private homeschooling that much is because public education is funded by taxpayers. Well, if you're going to take money from citizens, it's got to strengthen that nation. And the only way to do that is to have God in the Bible, the teachings of Christ as the center before science, before math, before English, before arts. You've got to have God and Jesus Christ at the center always. And we need that in our family. We need that in our leaders. You know, John Jay, again, Supreme Court Justice, always talk about this quote. We have a duty and a responsibility to pick Christian leaders. We haven't been doing that. And you've got to make these decisions at the, at the school board level, at the state level, at the community level, at the national level. And, and it's, it's going to take some pain. I, there's a quote that I've used far too many times over the last couple of weeks with people talking about. It comes from my father-in-law. I'm sure I've said it on here before, so I apologize. But people won't change until they really feel pain. And I think we're about to, folks. And then we're going to have to see whether we want to make some real changes or whether we want to just keep following this path down to USSR, Russia. Uh, and, and, you you know, some of these quotes that we pulled from Eisenhower today are from a period of, of deep pain and darkness in our country, World War II. And a lot, you know, Lincoln, when he pulled from the Gettysburg Address, that was during the Civil War. It seems time and time and time again in the history of our country, for whatever reason, just like Israel did, honestly, in the Old Testament. We have to get to the point where we're in the middle of something horrific, like a horrible war, before we start to take things like faith and marriage and family and, and the public policy of our country based on the Bible seriously. It would be nice if we could avoid that and actually turn around beforehand. At any rate, I sure do appreciate y'all joining me. I'm going to leave y'all alone for today. Thank you for coming on our little walk. I do have a few birds that have come out finally. Thank y'all as always. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. Look forward to it, folks. We'll talk to y'all again real soon.